Hello. Hi. And we're off. And we're off. Um, <clears throat> Kelly's coming around the bend at the... We've done Who's this. on first? <laughs> right? Am I right? <laughs> it's Abbott and Costello at the races, which <laughs> probably was something that they did. I bet yeah. you. I, I, hey, I'll bet. I'll put money down. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, hello everybody and welcome to another beautiful episode of FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And this is a service industry podcast and don't you forget it. That's right. Um, speak it from the mountaintops. Yes. Is that biblical? We shall. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think... A lot of mountains are biblical. I don't know. <laughs> shout don't it, know. shout it from the mountaintops. Yeah, they were always getting on mountains back in the day. They had tablets and they went to the top of mountains with them. Yeah, they went to the top of mountains with them. At the foot of the mountain, there's rams caught in little briars. You Bummer, know, I mean, yeah, yeah. this is common. This, this is common. You're going to be seeing this a lot, a lot in biblical times. Um, um, did you see my famed old regular Sarita Chowdhury, who's on and just like that, did an interview where she was talking about like her experience of that show. And she was like, yeah, she was like, it's really fun because I've either been in indie movies where they don't brush my hair or like terrorist, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was very funny. Yeah. She was an, um. What's that show called? Mortal Kombat. <laughs> What's that show called? With Claire what? Danes. No, the... Cl- oh, oh, God. What is that show called? It's like Homeland. Homeland, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Middle East, like, yeah. Um, I only thought of that because she also used to be on a show called Kings, which was a, like, a post-apocalyptic retelling of, like, the story of King David or something. What? Yeah. Well, she... That actress and person yeah. uh yes was a regular at our old job and i don't have any like particularly negative experiences or only that she was just constantly talking on the phone smoking cigarettes and drinking cappuccinos constantly i don't yeah. remember her being like i remember her being like particular but i don't necessarily remember her being like mean or anything no she was always nice But, yeah, she has, like, I think just, like, European mentality. Yeah, yeah. Like, where it's just, like, I will sit here for seven hours if I, yeah, I'll pick up the phone if I want to, like, whatever. And you're like, um, please leave. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this isn't a public space, unfortunately. Um, Though I do kind of admire ripping ciggies all day somewhere. Yeah. Um, She is glam. Like, it's funny that she is. Like, that that interview is funny because, like, in person, like, she has, like, a very, like, to me, she does seem very, like, luxe. Well, she has it, you know. She has it. She yeah. has it. Yeah. Yeah. She has it for sure. People don't really say that anymore, but I think they should because there's no substitute. Well, there is not a lot of it happening right now. You're so right. Yeah, it's the decline of it. It is. It's a huge <laughs> decline of it. I mean, I... I think Julia Fox has a little bit of it, uh-huh. and that's why people are going absolutely bananas. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, uh, due to my current lifestyle choices, <clears throat> I'm gay. Just kidding. Um, due to... <laughs> Due to my current lifestyle choices, I am gay. No, no, no. Um, due to my current lifestyle choices of making bad decisions for myself, I <clears throat> don't have time to really go through the internet as much as I once did. But when I do peek in there, I'm like, what are y'all doing? No. Yeah, it's not boring. that boring right it's now. It's just boring right now. There's ebbs and flows, you know. I know how it goes. But uh, it's everyone's too tired to make good jokes. Yeah, that's really true. The stress doesn't isn't conducive, I don't think. Right, right. Well, like, we need a UBI so Twitter pops off again. And like, I was thinking, you know, like, okay, what entertainment did we have during the Great Depression? Just like federally funded Shirley Temple movies. I mean, I like those, but you know, yeah, I, I don't know who was making us laugh. It was Abbott and Costello. I, yeah, vaudeville. <laughs> Vaudeville was huge. In the 30s? I guess so. Still. Yeah. Esque. Yeah. I think so. I think it was hanging around. Yeah. Talkies. Freak shows. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't now, do that now. I think now is you the right do that time now. to say, hey, we're reclaiming freak shows. <laughs> um, oh, we're man. reclaiming Shoot the Freak at Coney Island. Um <laughs> Yeah. And I volunteer to play the freak. I'm ready. That's my summer job. Um, <laughs> seriously, though, I do need a summer job. So if anyone is offering, I will um, work at your crab shack. Okay. Kelly, how have you been? <laughs> Good. Chilling. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I Work is slow. Everything's slow. It's January. You January know. Covey. January Covey. Yeah. Do you have any yeah. uh, service stories? I mean, literally, it's been so fucking slow. I will say, like, it's been so slow that, like, um, it's giving, like, the, the, like, discomfort of being a teenager, like, where you're just like, can I go now? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. and that was me on Saturday night. Like, I was like, I am cut. And my manager was like, you are not. Like, you have to stay. <laughs> and, because, like, someone else had called out. And so, <clears throat> if I left, it was going to be, like, you know, not enough people. And I was like, no, I'm leaving. And finally, he was like, okay, you can leave. And I was like, yeah, that's right. I can leave. Oh my god. And it's just me being a full teenager, just being like, I want to go. I want to go. This is boring. This is boring. I don't want to be here. You said it would be an hour, and it's been (laughs) two. Yeah. It's like, well, you are at your job. (laughs) But I'm, like, still being a baby. So that's about kind of, like, the speed of life right now. Yeah, yeah. That sounds relatable. That sounds relatable to me. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I haven't, um, been out really, so I don't know what's going on in the, the bustling town of Eugene, but, you know, <laughs> we're at a different, um, uh, surge point. Right. Yeah, I, we're, we're in, our cases are falling pretty sharply. It's still at, like, 12,000 a day, but that's a decline from the peak of, like, 45,000 a day. Wasn't the infection, wasn't the positivity rate or whatever it is, like, 20-something percent, like, in Yeah, I think it's December a peak of, like, so Yeah, crazy. end of December was, like, psycho. 
That is fucking crazy. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I did order my little COVID test on the internet, so very excited nice. about that. Yeah. Nice. Oh, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I am right now. I'm like because we had COVID. I'm like okay. I have to go do things before my immunity wears out. Wears out. Yeah. So trying to plan my life around that. I know. I'm like just. You know, I'm covering up the fact that I'm an anti-masker by wearing the mask, but as minimally as possible. And yeah. I think people don't like it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm triple vaxxed. I already had it. Like, I just can't deal with the mask. I understand. I I'm understand. doing a lot of beardy. Are you? When you're, like, working or something? No, I, I pretty much wear it when I'm working, but, like... I feel like we're back to the days where people are just... And it's also been cold, so maybe that's part of it. But people are just wearing it, like, on the street. And I'm like, I'm not no, going to do that. I, no. I just don't think that that... They told us that was fine. I mean, I guess they've been lying to us all the time. But still, <laughs> I feel like that is fine. I know. And just, like, yeah. But I do, I do... I feel like I do... Well, like, when I'm... Before the bar is open, like, I never wear my mask during setup. And, like, some of my coworkers do. And no one's, like, talked to me about it. And I'm like, until then, I will not be wearing the mask while I set up because that is my time. Kelly pushing it, Sullivan. Ugh. Hey, I'm all for it. I'm not made for these. I'm not made for any sort of trying time. Like, I'm made to live in... Deliciously. Chill. I, yeah, more like chill. Chill. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> I'm made to live in, um, yeah, like whatever the most chill time in history was. Hmm. Yeah, that's a thinker. <laughs> that's a thinker. That's a thinker. Mull that over. <laughs> I feel like the most chill time in history was like maybe the Renaissance. No, okay, we're thinking we're thinking on a global scale. Um, I don't know. It seems like people got sick and stuff probably pretty easily. You break a bone, it's over. That is true. You're fucked. You're fucked. You're fucked. Um, okay. Uh, oh, also, <laughs> we, I don't, I haven't checked in a while, to be honest with all of our listeners, but as always, send in your service stories. If you have any, you'd oh, like true. us to share online. We're always online. What the fuck am I talking about? Um, on this podcast, uh, we love to hear them and we love to read them. So I'm sure you all have plenty to share with us. So fill out that form. It's in our, uh, biography on Instagram. Lincoln bio. Lincoln bio as Lincoln bio as in the biography like of Lincoln. Uh, what do you mean? Say Lincoln the bio. Word. Lincoln bio. People say that sometimes. Yeah. Like yeah. Lincoln. I don't like that. I don't like that wordplay. Oh, 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 I didn't know people did that. I thought I came yeah. up with that. You didn't. Mm. Sorry to say, you didn't. That's fine. That's fine. I'm behind the times now. I'm an old, <laughs> decrepit teacher. <clears throat> um... <laughs> I make references that uh, 18-year-olds are like, you're a fucking alien. You're an, an aging alien. Please leave. The thing is about 18-year-olds is, like, I think you think that, but I think what it is is, like, they think you are 22. Like, I don't think they think you're... Like, I don't think they even have the comprehension of... Age. Age. Because, like, when I remember being 18 and being, like, how old are my professors? And I was, like, I like 27. I don't know. <laughs> They're 27. That's old. <laughs> That's true. I mean, 
Yeah, that's true. Also, they don't, they truly don't know anything. So, like, any reference, they're like, wait, is that important? Is that cool right. and important? Is that cool? I don't, I've never listened to Led Zeppelin or whatever. Um, <laughs> not that I'm referencing that, but um, <laughs> ah! could happen. Could happen. It could happen. Okay. Oh, my God. Sure. Please, everyone, please. I think that would be good for them. They Well, everyone loves Lord of the Rings now. Maybe they know about Led Zeppelin. What? Okay, moving on. Oh, because Led Zeppelin is always singing about Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, I guess I guess and Gollum and the Evil One, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe I can work that into my Zoom class today. Everyone pray for me. I, I'm in uncharted waters. Um, okay, so pivot to sub, <laughs> as we like to say. <laughs> this is a good episode, y'all. I have. We both have. A mess. Problems. <laughs> Big problems. We both have financial problems. We both have mental problems and sort of aesthetic problems, I would say. Oh, I would say I have huge aesthetic <laughs> problems. Or Anne. Uh, I look busted. No, you don't. It's just natural. <laughs> No, I don't mean, I just mean, like, that's what your body's doing. It's okay. Mm. I got, I started, um, I think I'm just, yeah, I'm, like, putting my body through the ringer a little bit right now. But I started the um, tattoo laser removal. Oh, yeah. That I wanted to get. And, like, the tattoo, basically, like, the first laser treatment, like, what it does is, like, brings all the ink, like, close to the skin. So then the second, you yeah. know, then the subsequent ones, like, start to break it up. And it's, like, hot to the touch, no. raised. Like, it immediately started, fl- like, flaking skin. I'm like, okay, I did Hiroshima on my body. Yeah, be careful. Like, immediately when she did the laser on parts of it, it just flaked. Fuck. I know. I was like, what the hell am I doing? I was like, is this safe? Um... Well, take care of yourself. I've been taking, like, fistfuls of vitamins, which I recommend for everybody right now. (laughs) Like, that's the only thing keeping me alive. So, please, everyone, take your vitamins. Yeah, I saw your story. Yeah, I called my mom sobbing, like, a couple weeks ago. um, And, which is, like, really at the bottom of my coping mechanism. It's, like, I've gone through everything else. And then if I call my mother while I'm crying, like, that is... Right, dire straits. Yeah. Um, and her response was <laughs> like three days later I got truly six enormous vats of different kinds of vitamins. <laughs> so that's the nineties mother uh Right. Here's some vitamin D, vitamin B twelve, calcium, magnesium, multivitamin. Right. Yeah, the whole Pokey thing. 10. Yeah, for sure. So anyways, I'm jacked the fuck up. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for real though. Okay. Here's for our real. subject. Um, okay, so um, there's been talk in the town of, talk in coffee town of the hey. baristas are upset and they are mobilizing um, across this great nation. Great nation. Um We've seen, I'm sure we've all heard, 
about the Starbucks uh, union efforts in Buffalo, uh, successful there. Um, Seattle's now working on it. Um, I think Boston. There was a big coffee chain. Yeah, Boston. There's a big coffee chain in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you think there is, like, a personality that... I was thinking about this, like, why is it of all the, like, food service sector? Because, like, obviously in fast food, you had the Fight for 15, which was, like, successful in its own right, I think. But that was, like, not specifically union. Like, that was, like, kind of extra union organizing. What is it about baristas? I do think there's, like, a personality trait that leads them to the union drive. Okay. This is potentially dangerous territory for us. <laughs> okay, tread lightly. <laughs> it's really... This is... This oh, my God, then where, I have to tell you something off mic. Okay. This is really where my... This is where I get into trouble. And I think... <laughs> And I think this really dovetails with my experience. <laughs> oh my god, I'm already dying. With fucking, with fucking graduate students in a union. Um, <clears throat> of course, I am pro organizing a union in your workplace. Okay, done. Said that. Um, here's a little uh, anecdote I picked up from reading a couple pieces that I think sort of expresses my feelings about it, okay? I think, on the one hand, if you work for a corporate entity like Starbucks, I think that that is a driving... Like, union... uh, Like, I think, A, I think people do actually work longer in jobs like that, like in Starbucks, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. they offer just enough... Right. Like they don't really offer the benefits that they claim, but I think it's like maybe the culture is so prevalent that it's like feels like I I do think people stay at those jobs. This is just this is on no data whatsoever. But I have a feeling that Starbucks retains people maybe slightly longer than other at least coffee shop jobs. But I read this interview um, about the Boston baristas, and Mm -hmm. shout out to my Boston baristas, I was one. All of the coffee shops mentioned in this piece, I've been to every single one of them, so I love you all. Um, But the owner, (laughs) the owner of of a few of these, uh, Larry Margulies, and you know what, let me know if he's a piece of shit, because I, you know, maybe I'm way off base here, but he was just sort of talking, and I thought this was interesting, and again, Treat your employees right. Everyone should be getting a lot of money, etc. But he was just like, he was like, you know, I totally get it. Like, this is important. You know, I think a lot of young people are really like galvanized by this <clears throat> moment and this moment in like labor activism and, and with the pandemic. And it's really like brought a lot to, you know, you know, the collective sort of consciousness or whatever um he was like but you know they're putting a lot of things in the contract that just sort of aren't normally in union contracts you know a lot of stuff about lgbtq uh issues and really i any other time uh other than right now when we're struggling to stay open would be sort of ideal and was just sort of talking about it and you know, this is coming from the boss and whatever, but I also have been to all those coffee shops and I'm like, those places are like where people do like 
stitch and bitch night. Everyone's queer. It's like a very like, not saying if you have a cool queer workplace, you shouldn't have a union. But do you know what I mean? This like disconnect of like, I'm like, okay, like what is the real, what's really behind this? And like thinking through what these motivations are and what you see for yourself and your future. And what are you really looking for and fighting for? Yes. I think, um, well, something that's interesting is like actually last year, was, like, the lowest number of union drives mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in American history. Yeah. But if you read, like, if, you, if you're if you online, you wouldn't know that for one second of life. Right. And I think that, like, it kind of speaks to, like, the types of people who are able to build those majorities and super majorities in their workplaces Mm -hmm. that they don't exactly know what they want from a union, which again, doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't build a union because like, I think through that contract negotiation, you can kind of like figure out what it is that is your priority and what you need. And, but it's like, yeah, if you're someone who's super online, you're like, Oh yeah, we should unionize. And then you're like, Oh yeah, what are we, what, why did we do that again? And it's like, but that, I mean, could be a good basis. And then you start being able to support. I mean, I think it's actually kind of an interesting moment because I think it means then you could be able to begin to support like a more diverse workplace. And I don't mean like the WB diversity. I mean, like you can then support like people with kids, people who have less education, people like you can support if you do this union drive unintentionally basically <laughs> stumble into like higher wages, healthcare, vision, dental, you know, whatever, then like you can support different kinds of workers, which is obviously a goal, but it's like, <laughs> it is like, okay, why? What? And What's also, this contract going to say? Right, right. And also we run into that either manufactured or I think definitely based in reality, in my opinion, of the like, you know, I'm I'm seeing this with graduate students with like you know 28 year old poli sci PhDs who are like, uh-huh. you know, I've heard about them going to like conferences with our you know parent union or whatever and like being a dick to like working class teachers who have families because they're not woke enough or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So it's like that also comes into fucking play too with this kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, if you're opening up and you're like joining the broader labor movement, like be pre- there's a lot you have to be prepared for, not just yeah. in your own workplace, but right. Like, what are you, what do you want to welcome in? And like, who do you want to bring right. in? And like, who, again, who, who is this for besides, not that it, I mean, it should be about you and, and your coworkers and all of that, but it's also like, this is part of something else, especially when you're joining with another union. It's like, that's a lot of, um, of culture to like adjust with and bring in. So yeah. I don't know. I did. Um, yeah. I think barista is also, as I was saying to you, when we started talking about this episode, I was like, they just have all day pretty much, you know, they wake <laughs> up early they're done by like noon you're like what should we do you're sitting around you're like maybe we should form a union it's like when you're a bartender you're done at you know one in the morning you're just ready to get drunk with your coworkers, and then you you go home 
but it's like sleep, when you're and, yeah. jacked up on coffee and you're like, you know what? We should form a union. Oh, a hundred percent. That's what it is. They're waking <laughs> up like, at 6 a.m. They're jacked up. They're, you know, generally right. younger, you know. Yeah, energetic. They're energetic. Energetic besides. And it's... They're- I mean, I do think, again, to your point, like, I also think baristas, like, randomly, I think there is, like, less turnover, almost because maybe you do make less money. It's, like, you don't have that same, like, so much of a culture of food service is being, like, I heard that at this place, they're making, like, 400 bucks a night, and I gotta go work Mm -hmm. there, and, like, that's, like, a huge part of, I think, the high turnover in front of house is, like, people chasing like the place that you make more money at which like does exist but also like most I don't know like once you reach a certain level it's like kind of all the same yeah but baristas I feel like you do just have like people who are like yeah I've worked here for five years and you're like okay random yeah there's a lot of people beloved I mean I have baristas that from Boston specifically, who I go, if I go back to Boston, I see them and they are still working at this yeah. coffee shop that I used to go to like every day. And they're still like so nice. And they, they seem like they obviously love it. And they like arrange yeah. to have like art shows in the coffee shop. Like it is like a, com- it is like a very deep community. And I think it does yeah. certain coffee shops really hold on to people um, because yeah. it, it might attract, I think it does attract just a fundamentally different kind of person than, for sure. Than restaurant work. Um, For sure. And so, yeah, that it is interesting that, that that mentality is now sort of being shown in this different way. And, like, I mean, fucking amazing. Again, I never, I don't want to disparage no, any of yeah, this of work because it is a big deal and it is a lot of fucking work. And it's fucking scary, especially, especially with this Starbucks stuff because, like any huge corporation, I mean, they just have the power and the money and the time to completely fuck you. The so Starbucks like, stuff is beyond crazy, actually. Yeah. Like, what they were able to accomplish is actually incredible. Like, no joke. No, I know. Because it's like, yeah, like a corporation. Did you read that piece that was in the Times about the, it was like, memory care workers? Like, they were... um Mm-mm in Oregon, in your state, and they had, like, a failed union drive, but it was, like, the organizer, I'm gonna cry, it was, uh, the union organizer talking about, like, they failed in their union drive, but all the, (laughs) (laughs) it's okay, um, Remember, they're, they're, they're oh, in Oregon, so they're really <laughs> annoying, so just, right, that okay, is so, so just kind of get, yeah. <laughs> just picture it that yeah, way, yeah, yeah, um, It was, like, she was, like, and the workers decided to go on strike, and the first, like, solidarity strike was the Socialist Rifle Club in Oregon, and we told them, thank you so much, but please come without any, um, like, please don't say where you're coming from, because then that will bring the Proud Boys, and we really don't want that. This is really about a union. And they were, like, okay. They're, like, we got it. (laughs) It's very funny. But, um, she was saying, like, all, the union drive failed, but she was, like, as a union organizer, like, what you expect after a union drive succeeds is, like, people are empowered to, like, go back to school and improve their, mm-hmm. like, positions, and then they leave, like, bad relationships, and mm. they, like, move, and she was, like, all these, like, personal successes that usually come after a successful union drive. Mm. She was, like, we saw them after this failed union drive. Mm. 
And I think that is also, like, very inspiring, like, that, like, collective power even outside of a union exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe I'm pro these baristas. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, all. I think we're both pro baristas. We're, yeah. I'm just giving them shit. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just having a laugh at the thought of, um, just this one particular coffee shop I know. I know. It's, it's a personal, it's a personal laugh. It's a but, personal. But obviously it is, a, it is work. It's work that, you know, that not everybody does or wants to do, you know, or people talk about it and they never do it once in their life. So truly yeah. congratulations to everybody because that, it is a big deal. Um, and. I think it just like, and as always, like with with food service and with any care, like, I'm just, what makes me sad is, like, I think everyone, I'm just, like, I am a true chiller, and I just want everyone to have, like, chill, easy lives. Yeah, same. And it, like, union drives are so crazy because, like, these corporate powers that just have, like, all the time and money in the world to, like, wait out union drives and then be, like, sorry, that failed is, like, such a bummer to me because I'm like people deserve to have like the kinds of lives that they want and that like corporate power can like literally stop that from happening is sad and makes me really sad. Yeah. I I read this thing I did not know this about um Starbucks history, but I was reading about how in Seattle Starbucks is is now uh working to unionize, which obviously is, you know, the, the home place of Starbucks. And <clears throat> I read this, that, you know, I was reading a bunch of fucking quotes about from Howard Schultz, who I also just like totally forgot was thinking about running for president. Like, oh my God, where we used to work together, I one time heard at a table oh, yeah. and I was like, I think he should be president. And like everyone they were with was like, fuck off. <laughs> like even in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. They were like, uh, no, dumbass. I just completely erased that from my, I just erased so much from my I mind, mean, honestly. Um, I think we all have. Including, like, yesterday in class, someone was like, now, when you were in elementary school, did this sort of thing happen? And I, and I was just like, there's a black hole <laughs> in my memory. It, it, I come out You're of like, it. You're like, maybe? I don't know. I truly have no memory of spans of years. Anyways. Please. You know. Um, Yes. I was looking at baby photos of me. I was like, who? Who's this bitch? Um, But what I didn't know about Starbucks is that, um, so Howard Schultz was always like, we are the only coffee company of this size or whatever that offers, you know, we offer this health insurance, we offer this benefit, we offer childcare, whatever, you know, he was bragging about, which I'm sure are all, like, hung up on a million different, like, technicalities that you never actually get them or whatever. We know this. But what I didn't know was that um, he did not, the company did not implement those benefits they were designed and fought for by the starbucks union in like the 80s or 90s and then howard schultz dissolved the union and then kept the bones like of the fakeness of those you know policies so i was like oh duh like it's obviously like starbucks didn't like 
come up with this thing and they're like basing this off the work that people did that they then threw in the fucking garbage so once again it's just like these fucking absolute criminals yeah just it's crazy and then to be like oh we don't need a union because we listen to the demands of workers why would we need a union it's Mm -hmm. like well the the only reason you listen to those demands was because of a union right right yeah no really make it make sense No, it's totally nuts. And I forgot that also he said, I don't see color, which I also forgot he said on national television. Um, right. Which, you know, I can identify. No, I'm just kidding. Um, he's just so fucking, what a fucking weirdo. Um, oy, oy, oy. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Oh, also, his he wrote a memoir in 1997. I just had to write down the title called Pour Your Heart Into It. I just wanted to put that out there. Hell Yeah. Anyone who's read Pour Your Heart Into It, please. (laughs) Please reach out. (laughs) Please reach out. I would love to know. Um, And, you know, I think... Also, I read, too, that Starbucks employees are unionized when they work in, like, airports and things like that, which I think is kind of, like... Yeah, I think that's... There are a lot of different... Because, like, that that was true of the tartine. Mm -hmm. When the tartine bakers, like, the, the airport tartine was already unionized. It's, yeah, it's interesting how that, and I'm like, why don't you talk to those people also? Yeah, I feel like maybe there are stipulations about how, like, I wonder if you have to be unionized to be in an airport because... Yeah, probably. All the other labor is unionized. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of, like, flight attendants and the the TSA is obviously a national thing. And, like, like, I wonder if it's because, like, I wonder if there are different regulations about it because of the other kinds of right. like the who is actually doing the airport stuff airports site of one of the biggest losses in the labor movement Ooh, devastating that's a bummer um airport airports do better you would be you would have been in in the heyday of unionized stewardesses air stewardesses you oh my god i can't I was just said i can't wait what i can't wait. um can't wait to go back in time um yeah, it's all very interesting, and I think, uh, obviously, people are paying attention. And, as we've said before, these things are catching. And there's been so many strikes, especially out here. Well, A, in Eugene, yeah. we have a, a Starbucks that's trying to unionize, and my little union's like, go to Starbucks and support them because they don't really know, like, what's in store for them. And so we're trying to go and, like... Um, just talk to them and be like, this is what might happen. And, you know, because, um, the crush of the corporate, like, yeah, fear is going to, to come down pretty hard. So, which is like a sweet, it's a sweet thing to do. And I think is a good, like, even though I rag on, uh, graduate student unions, I think there is like, those are real things that you can do if you have any sort of knowledge in the language or the process. Like, yeah, that's helpful, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think food service unions make a lot of sense to me because it's also the ability to, like, leave those jobs in a dignified way is so important because they are really hard on your body. And then, like, where do you go after that if you, like, don't have experience in 
sit-down jobs, white-collar jobs, but your body is wrecked so you can't mm-hmm. continue in, like, I think unions can be, like, a really big bridge and obviously are important. And thank you to the baristas for getting so jacked up on coffee and <laughs> and, and building these little things for us. I'll have what she's having, you know. <laughs> hey, come on. Um... Yeah, and I mean, a lot of grocery uh, grocery store workers are on strike, especially out here. The chains are, like, so fucking evil. It's, like, something like yeah. 14% of their workers are fucking, don't have homes. I'm just like, Ugh. you fucking monsters. Like, they're shopping with EBT at their own workplace and living out of their no, car. No, it's crazy. I'm like, fuck, are you fucking kidding me? I read that, me? that, like, part of the onboarding at Walmart is they help you apply for EBT. I can't. It's so Which is disgusting. fucking dark. I can't. <sighs> um, however, I do think Life that... is hell. But you know what? I mean, there is, there is obviously, there is a positive side to being angry and fed up. And seeing models all around you that mm-hmm. you can follow. That's that's what's helpful about this, right? It's not just... I was... Yeah. No, I ahead. was really happy to see that New York Magazine resolved their mm. union shit because they have a really cool tote bag. And so when they resolved it, I subscribed so I could get the tote. Smart. Thank you. <laughs> and I did support the union in that way. And also, that was purely incidental, but I will be telling people that. No, for sure. You never once crossed a digital picket line either. Oh. <laughs> My digital toes did not even abut the digital picket line. <laughs> oh, my goodness. God bless. My digital digits. Well, I do think that this is um, a hopeful step in a um, very scary time. Um, Yes, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, union membership is in fact down, but I think union education and and excitement and desire and all of that is up. That's my own personal chart that I'm showing at the meeting. Well, this line... Is going way well, up. Well, yeah. I mean, they the in which I'm sure you read that piece in the Times about um, the Buffalo shops mm-hmm. um, unionizing, which I thought was like really cool. Was like this girl was like, oh yeah, I like worked, I volunteered for the, like the Sanders campaign, mm-hmm. and that was like a big thing that they pushed was like we'll teach people to organize. So it's like, I think even though yeah, technically union membership is down, like the the bones are 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 built. Yeah. Bones. The bones are built. That's right. The bones. <laughs> the bones, Kelly. The bones. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, and I'll report back because this week and next I am going to have my little, my little house calls to, to say, hello, will you join the union? I've got a card for you to sign. So I'll let you know. <laughs> it's a good word. <laughs> Just how easy it is, I probably will not get any new members, no, but I will try. very convincing. Well, we'll see. You can't be a salesperson, Kelly, is what I learned, because that is my natural instinct. Um, True. Anyways. Um, okay. Great. Okay. I don't think we have um, any new patrons. I don't believe so. Um, but we will be recording some new stuff this month for you guys. Yes. Um, if you've been thinking about joining the Patreon, you know, there's never a there's good... There's never a bad time. There's never a bad time. Um, 
I owe all of our patrons a non-sad newsletter, and I promise you that this month I will give you one, because my huh. one last week huh. was, um, I was truly, to be honest, fighting back tears in a shabby break room while I wrote it. So, not my best work. Yeah. For you, you deserve better. Um <clears throat> And we'll record a fun episode. We haven't decided yet what we will do, but a fun episode. Um, I uploaded, you probably saw, but I uploaded this um, this uh, article about bartending as performance on the Patreon, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I thought it was a great descriptor of two bartenders in Philly, which I thought was cool. Um, and yeah, whatever else we want to throw at you. We'll do it. We'll do it for you, sweet patrons, and for all of our listeners. We appreciate you so much, and truly, you are God's strongest soldiers. What a... Right. What a time, you know? What a time, and we love you so much. And please have a great week for me personally. True. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.